sponsored by Olipop. Just kidding. We're not sponsored by Olipop, but if you want to, I'm drinking their vintage cola. Let's see. First, I'm trying. It's actually not bad. Welcome to Journey with Jess. Hi, my name is Jess. Jessica Monge, if you want my folk governments, I'm a mental health coach and a therapist matchmaker. I help people find their ideal therapist. And I just want to say thank you for getting on this journey with me on podcasts and on YouTube. It has been so much fun. And I just want to bit give the biggest shout out to my virtual assistant, Eva. Um, I'm recording actually today on her birthday. So happy birthday, Eva, June 15th. I'm so grateful because I don't think I would have been able to do this as professionally and as organized without her. Also, big shout out to all my guests and even people who requested to be on the podcast. You know who I'm talking about. I do not mind if you guys want to be on the podcast. I actually encourage it because I think telling your story in a way that you're comfortable in is only helpful for the mental space. Mental health isn't as taboo as it was about four or five years ago when I shared my story on sexual assault. And I'm very happy about that. But I still believe that we need to continue sharing our stories because there's still people out there who have a wall up to therapy and mental health and healing. And I just hope this podcast can help someone. They could hear someone's story and relate and know that there's hope. Get help or heal in their own way. Always seek professionals, guys. It may take a while. The process is not linear and it's not overnight. I've been in therapy for about four to five years and the emotional and mental breakthroughs that I've gone through in this year alone has been insane. I'm going to share a story today about how when I was stuck in a really, really hard position because of the pandemic and my mental health skyrocketed. It was kind of the worst that I've ever had in, um, I think, my adult life. And I want to share the story to let you know that there's hope, even when you feel like there isn't even when you think everything is impossible it's not and i was in those shoes three four years ago 2020 and i was like there's no way i could escape everything's possible even when you're down to your last dollar so that's what i'm going to share today so i'm going to be telling you about the time that i had to move out during the pandemic after i got laid off had no money Let's start at the very beginning. So it's the last week of December of 2019, and I get a random message on Facebook Messenger. Sus, I know. I'm over here messaging this person, and they're telling me that they found me through a registered behavior technician Facebook group. You don't know. I'm a registered behavior technician. Basically, what that is, is I work with autistic kids one on one to provide treatment for them that is created from my supervisor bcba board certified behavior analyst she creates treatment i provide it at home or at school whatever so they found me through that facebook page and then they're like oh yeah we're recruiting people to go to hawaii and work as rbts would you like to do it i think i had to send in my resume or something i don't really recall because everything happened so fucking fast <laughs> i was like what is happening so we need an answer now they hit me up i looked at it better the company better the person found them on linkedin Checked through the page, the Facebook page that I was in, and everything was legit. It just was weird because they messaged me through Facebook Messenger. The interview was through the phone, and it was hard for me because I had planned a few trips for that year already. I was supposed to go to Colombia in February, and I was supposed to go to Italy in March. And the contract would only be four months from February to the end of May. So they're like, you could 
take off, but it's going to be really expensive for you. And I was like, I'm not missing out. I wasn't in Colombia. I was supposed to go to Ecuador with friends. I don't want to miss out on these two countries that I've never been to, you know? Um, and at that time, no one was really worried about COVID because it was like, oh, this one person got COVID. Da -da -da. Like, it wasn't as scary at the time. I remember Ebola came out when I was in college and I was like, oh shit, someone has Ebola downtown. They got shipped to the hospital and nothing really happened. So I was kind of like one of those, oh, it's a big deal, but like, it's not spreading. We never thought it would spread worldwide. So I was over here really debating, am I going to Hawaii to live there for four months on my own? And I was like, when do you want an answer by? And they said, by next week. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, because next week is January and then we need to to the proceedings and then you start February 1st. Mind you, I was like going through it because it's my birthday, January 2nd. I'm not good with big decisions and I'm not good with change and I'm never lived alone. I didn't even dorm in my college. Like I commuted two hours every day to go to school. How am I paying for rent? They're like, you need to figure that out. And then found out that Airbnbs are illegal in Hawaii. And I'm just like, what in the world is happening? So I was like, okay, I guess I need to get a rental, but it has to be furnished. All these things in my heart. I was like, I can't leave my dad. My dad needs me. He can't live without me in this house with my mom, who's very abusive toward him and mentally, emotionally, whatever. I can't leave him alone. And then it was my best friend's graduation was going to be that year. And I felt bad. I didn't want to leave her or betray her or whatever. And all these things were weighing on me. I don't know if they were just excuses for me to be like, oh, it'll be easier to say no. But at the end of the day, I said yes. And it was really hard for me because I had to tell my dad through FaceTime because he was in El Salvador during the time. He's crying. I'm crying. And I felt so guilty. After I spoke to my best friend, she's like, it's a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You should take it. And my boyfriend also encouraged it. I think my therapist also encouraged it. I don't know. Everything was happening so fast. I called his sister, his younger sister, my tia Milagros. And I told her, please check in on my dad. Console him. Take care of him. Make sure he's okay. So that was my journey of starting to pack and get ready for Hawaii. I didn't know anyone who was going to be there. So that was kind of nerve-wracking. We were able to find an apartment. It was like 1700 for a one-bedroom that was furnished. It was freaking ridiculous. My boyfriend was able to help me pay for that. Shout out to you, Olam. So my wonderful friends and my cousin, of course. My cousin's like a sister. She did a surprise going away slash birthday party, I guess. For me, it was wonderful. There was like lace and my mom and my best friend got me this one cake that I had told them that I really wanted. It was like a salted caramel cake from Third Tony's and they both got it for me. And I just felt so happy in that moment knowing that I was loved. And those are moments that I reflect on when I feel so alone. Am I getting emotional? <laughs> so those are the moments where I reflect on and think about and sit on when I feel so lonely in the world. I mean, it's like, I am so blessed with good people. Anywho, we're gonna fast forward. So we're in Hawaii, I'm uh, acclimating, I can't sleep, there's a 12 hour time difference and everything. It's March and shit is hitting the fan. I'm in the school and my supervisor there, my BCBA, tells me, oh shit, they just declared COVID-19 a pandemic. And I was like, oh, that's bad. What's a pandemic? I didn't know what it was and she explained it to me and I was like, oh, that sounds really bad. Um, but I still had booked a flight to New York to surprise my friends and family. My flight was for Friday, March 13th, I believe. I got here, I Ubered home, I surprised everybody. I recorded all of this and I never put it on YouTube. And maybe I could put it up now now that I have my wonderful virtual assistant. Maybe she could help me create that. I'll be really wonderful. It's like, oh, 
last one fast. Anyways, I digress. So I surprised everybody. And I think we were still in limbo whether or not we were going to Italy. Because that was the week we were going to go to Italy. Me, my cousin, and my tia. And I think they did end up canceling it. But I still wanted to come surprise everybody. That day, New York was declared a lockdown. Every day that week I was here in New York, I kept calling Hawaiian Airlines to make sure my flight wasn't canceled. And they are like, don't worry, we'll let you know. And I was like, I am an anxious person. I need to know as soon as possible. So I called every day. I don't remember when I got the email exactly, but I think it was back home already. Not home, but I was in Hawaii. And I got an email from the company, the agency that recruited me. Because of the COVID pandemic, we no longer be able to continue to employ you because there's just like no money or no work and i was like oh okay so i didn't know my last day with my kiddo was my last day you're telling me this last second and now i'm unemployed and have rented this apartment for like four to six months so i emailed the housing agency told them that i'm not paying them because i'm out of money because my job laid me off because of the pandemic they didn't give me my security deposit back i think they were called Solby's, Solby's own with the whale on it. Horrible people. Took forever to finally convince them that I, I had to leave and I wasn't going to be able to continue paying them and they still try to help them find somebody to rent the space. Whatever, that's a different story. Yeah, I don't like them. They did me grimy. Packed my packs and I got back home to New York April 1st. So I flew like a whole bunch of times with it in March. Because I had some layovers the first time. Anyways, it's April 1st in the pandemic. I don't know when it started happening. I don't know if it was like I was just in my room the whole time. Because my brother was coming in and out and didn't care about the pandemic. He, he was a kid. Not a kid. This was four years ago. He's 22. So he was like 18, 17. And he just didn't give a shit. He wasn't taking it seriously. I had asthma. So I was worried because I was hearing about all these healthy people who are dying. And I'm just like, oh, well, I don't have the best lungs. So I'm terrified. My dad wasn't reinforcing the situation. And my dad was also going to work. So that, I think that also gave me a little bit of anxiety and worry. My dad's a chef. And he, the restaurant wasn't open. But they were doing like, still doing deliveries and takeout and stuff. You know, how it was during the pandemic. Somewhere along the lines, I was just like crying every day. Talking to my therapist. She was trying to convince me to leave. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. My dad needs me. He's miserable. Complaining to me every day suffering from his gout who's going to take care of him my brother isn't emotionally available for my father my mom's basically bullying my dad all the time i can't leave my dad i was his savior in a sense i guess i was the parent in a sense i guess and i needed to take care of him i could not leave him i could not do that to him my therapist told me you don't have to leave forever just take it a day at a time leave for a month see how you feel okay second objection i don't have the money I got laid off. I wasn't getting checks from the government yet. How am I supposed to do that? She's like, well, people are still moving out and getting rental apartments and and things like, if they could do it, why can't you? I still don't have money though. I don't know if I could get an apartment. We weren't thinking about apartments though because we didn't want something permanent. We weren't thinking about permanency. And my therapist actually does Airbnb on the side and so she suggested Airbnb. Okay, I started looking. And first of all, monthly Airbnbs are discounted. And second of all, because of the pandemic, people were really trying to get people through the door. So there was a pandemic discount. That's what I call it. And there was nothing in Long Island. So that was hard. We were only in the city. And I was scared to go to the city because the whole purpose was that I don't want to get COVID. But I was like, okay, I could go to the city and just stay there in my apartment. Go 
get as much food as possible and not have to leave. Then my boyfriend goes over to me. Haha, <laughs> plus. At the same time, my friend was also complaining about his mental health issues as well. Or just troubles he was having at home. That his parents weren't listening, weren't taking care of themselves. He felt pressured. It, the whole thing was overwhelming when you have o- overbearing parents. And he also didn't have any money. And I care for this person like a younger brother. So I was like, why don't you just come with me? I'm going anyways. Just tag along. I'm going to pay for it anyways. This is the one I'm getting. Doesn't hurt for you to be there. He goes, no, I don't want to like take advantage of you like that. I won't feel right. He's very much like tries to be old school type of man, you know, Latinos. And I was like, all right, I'll pay for the rent. You just pay for food when you can. That's it. We had a deal. I took all my might to finally whip up my credit card because I didn't want to. I'm very big on not using my credit card if you don't need it, but I put it on my credit card and then I moved out. And I didn't tell my dad that I was moving out because of him or because as much as I wanted to be his savior, I think a lot of my dad's pressures were also like affecting me, my mental health, obviously. But I don't want to say it was because of him or because of my brother. So I told him that I was house sitting and that it would be better because my brother isn't respecting um, our home and our space and the situation. So it was better to lie in the situation. And I've learned that it is okay to do lies when it brings you more peace. And it doesn't harm anyone. Not knowing that that would be kind of, sort of, my last day living there. I had to move back. And it was only because of an emergency. But that's a different story for a different day. So we moved out. And I felt very liberated. I felt like the times that I traveled. And I traveled to escape from my mental health. And I would do it for like a week. Or a weekend. Or, you know, just go on vacation to escape my home life. Because it was so sad and unbearable. I remember... I did study abroad for three weeks and I really wanted to cry on the way back because I did not want to go to my house because my house was not at home and I'd be going back to my mother. So it was really hard. So I felt like that. I was like, I'm starting a vacation. It feels really great. I'm really excited. After a week or so, I told my therapist, I was like, I feel so much weight on my shoulders and my chest feels loosened. It doesn't feel like tight and like crumpling my heart isn't racing and i just felt lighter i had the same exact feeling when i had moved to hawaii but i knew that i was moving to hawaii for work i felt bad like i told you facetime call was really hard but i was my happiest in hawaii and i sometimes wonder what would have happened if i had stayed and my therapist told me when i was in hawaii and we're having session she goes you look so much happier you look good same thing when i moved out I felt lighter, I felt happier, I was figuring things out, and I was like, I don't know how I did it, but I got a job interview. I have a few job interviews um, lined up and stuff, and she goes, I told you, you needed to leave. I hold this line near and dear to my heart because she says, I don't know what it is, but once you take the first step and leave a bad environment or situation, everything starts falling into place. And I am paraphrasing, but it is true, once you take the first step, it's a big step, like, maxing out your credit card, asking the big questions, standing up for yourself. Once you do the big thing, the big step, things fall into place. At the time, I also started getting my checks as well. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I can probably extend this. So another Airbnb in Harlem, I did two months that time because I didn't want to go back home. And then my boyfriend moved in that same month, like week three or week four. Everything starts falling into place. And I've told this to a few people, whether they're clients or my DMs or just friends. Once you make that big first stop, everything starts falling into place. I know situations seem very impossible in the moment, but everything has a solution. And where there's a will, there's a way. 
And I don't mean this in a very selfish manner. I mean this with all my heart because I care and I love seeing people's progress and I love seeing people get out of shitty situations and I hate seeing people hurt. But max out your credit card. Well, don't max out your credit card. That's just my example because that's what I had to do. Do the thing because when you do, your mental health gets a little lighter and a little better and you feel the weight off your shoulders and your your heart isn't racing 24-7 and you're not out of shortness of breath and you don't feel that gut pain every now and then. You're irritable, you're mad, you're angry, you have headaches. When they go away, things are clear and you're able to work on things that you weren't able to work on it when you were in a bad situation or a bad environment. Not everything is impossible. You have to do things that work for you and that make sense for you because everybody's situation is very unique, which is why I won't say that everybody should meditate to solve their problems. Everybody should do yoga to solve their problems. That's just not how the world works. Everybody has to solve their situation in their own unique way. But nothing is impossible. That is my story. After that, after my two months in the Airbnb, during that time I got a job, a full-time job working at a school as a registered behavior technician. Around the same time, we finally got our first apartment. I was very blessed to be able to provide for me and my partner at the time and help him out with anything that he needed financially. I love to call him my stay-at-home husband, my stay-at-home uh, boyfriends at the time. It was wonderful. I was happier. My dad didn't end up, you know, going crazy without me. He was perfectly fine. The world didn't end. The world didn't catch on fire. It was okay. It was all right. And I think that was one of the biggest lessons for me where like in high stress situations or when you're in a home with parents who lack emotional maturity you believe all these things when they're not true things can get better for you so that is my last episode for the season with that wonderful message at least i believe it's super wonderful it's impacted my entire life and now I am so happy that I even ended my trip short because I don't need to run away from my house. I live in a beautiful home. I have a beautiful family and I'm happier now. I don't use travel to escape. I want to travel to gain experiences and show my boyfriend the world. That's really my new purpose and joy of traveling. I want to see his face light up when he sees new things and new experiences. Because of what I went through, I worked with a mentor to create this really exciting program to teach people how to break out of their anxieties or whatever stops you from your day to day or whatever feels impossible to you. You take that, you figure out what's causing it, you figure out solutions for it. And then we work on bringing joy back into your life. Um, because as adults, I know that we lose that along the way. And I think it's very important to our healing. So by the time you hear this, on the 19th, I'll be launching my program and I'm so excited for you guys. I'm so excited to be working with anyone who signs up. I will be having applications out for this program. It'll be linked in the in YouTube and my podcast. So just look in the descriptions. It's an application because I want to work with people who want to work on themselves and their situations and take it seriously. This is for people who want to go all in and need to go all in in their situation. You need to trust the process because I didn't trust the process in the beginning and it took me forever to go from A to Z. When you trust the process, things happen, amazing things happen. And it just brings me so much joy to have this program. And thank you to my mentor, my coach, because without her insight, I wouldn't ever be able to bring this out to the world. So let's go from anxious to joyful and let's stop letting it run our lives and let's start making moves. I'm so excited for you all. 
So look in your description box and I can't wait to see your applications. Thank you for listening to Journey with Jess. I'll see you again season two coming in mid-August. Bye.